Hello and welcome into a new episode. It's Scarves Up. I'm your host, Nathaniel Mamoudis. And today, uh, uh, me and David Mamoudis are going to be talking about the last four Sounders games as the 2020 MOS season has finally wrapped up. And uh, we're also going to preview the start of the 2020 MOS season. So, without further ado, let's bring in David Mamoudis. Okay, so we got four games to get to uh, since we last talked. Uh, David, and actually, um, before we get into that, uh, since we're recording this uh, on the tenth, do you know what happened exactly one year ago from the tenth? Do you know what this is the one-year anniversary of? Is it MLS Cup actually? Yeah, it was MLS Cup one year ago when we raised twenty-nine the twenty-nineteen we MLS Cup. Yep. Uh, it's like a long, long time ago at this point. Yeah, feels a lot longer than a year, but but that is is uh, what it was. Uh, so anyway, let's get into the those four games um, before uh, we preview uh, the first game of the 2020 MOS uh, playoffs. Uh, it was going back to the game that was in Portland, but against Vancouver. Um, and uh, I win. I said 2-0. I was right. Uh, thoughts on both of the goals uh, in this one? Um, yeah, so, you know, again, uh, it seemed like it took a long time for the goals to come, scoreless at the half. Um, and then, you know, Raul, uh, you know, Gets his gets his goal, uh, but we have to wait for VAR to to confirm it. Um, so you know, nice to see the Sounders getting uh, getting a positive call from VAR. Um, you know, and again, it's I guess this has sort of been a theme we'll see again of the Sounders sort of taking a while to get going to get that first goal. Um, but obviously, it'd be great to have somebody like Raúl who can you know pounce on the opportunities that he gets. Yeah, and uh, let's also talk about that second goal that um, Rahul, uh, well, Ladero scored, um, but it was really all the work was done by Rahul. Of course, this was Rahul's first game since be- being out of uh, uh, quarantine. Um, gets around the defender, just good good ball work. Um, um, right, stays feeds, very calm in front of goal Ladero. and then just dumps it off. But this was also another game where New Who had, I believe New Who was the man of the match for this one, um, uh, according to the stats. And the Sounder at heart ratings. Uh, um, what do you think, what have, What are your thoughts on, on New Who in, in these general games recently? Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he's been playing great defense, uh, locking down his side of the field. He still just seems a little hesitant. Um, going forward, you know, he's just, you know, on the good news is he's keeping the ball. Uh, the bad news is he seems a little bit too, too happy to sort of step on the ball and, and go back. Um, and then also another criticism I've seen of him is that sometimes he, you know, when he does make his big runs, 
you know, up the wing. Sometimes he does it at the same time. Morris is also trying to make a run to that same space. So I'd love to see them get on the same page a little better with, um, you know, either running to different areas or running at different times. So, and then, and then, right. So Nuhu has to, you know, not go back to his craziness and his, in his bad giveaways of two years ago, but regain some of that, you know, excitement of running towards goal. Um, and I think he'll get there, you know, so I'm excited to see what he does in 2022, 2023 and 2024. Um, Cause I think he will, I think he still has, um, a lot of upside as he, you know, gets gets more confident and gets more used to working with Morris. Uh, so moving on from the three points uh, in that game, then we went to Colorado. Not sure if it was a what um, a, just a a, sa- a bad a bad result um, for the Sounders. Not sure if it was just us being tired or um, and and playing in altitude, but the Sounders lost 3-1. Jordan Morris um, scored in this goal, in this game. He got the only one um, after, so Colorado took the lead early, 11th minute, 10 minutes later, Morris makes it 1-1. Then Keegan Rosenberry uh, off a corner kick, just is the one at the top of the box. This is a great goal. Um, we can't take it. A wonderful strike. I mean, that it, was it seems goal. like the Sounders... You know, it's hard to know how much you can blame altitude for the fact that the Sounders look tired or that they didn't seem to be able to follow the flight of the ball, you know, that the first goal where the ball kind of floats over Shane O'Neill's head and surprises him <coughs> is kind of a classic high altitude, you know, misplay. Um, but, yeah, you know, just in general, the the Sounders weren't sharp and Colorado got the bounces they, need, they needed and made the game, you know, look – made the Sounders look worse than they actually played. Um, so now so now we know that um, – and we did have chances in that game. And now we know that Colorado um, – Col- and Colorado is going to the playoffs. Um, we know, know this now. They're still – it seems like they're the team that they're finished. They finished with 17, 17 games, and or they, might, they might have 18. Um, but where do you stand on on them being in the playoffs? Like, I'm coming from the point where I think they should have been removed um, since they didn't at least get to 20 games, is what I said before. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, and who knows, they may remove themselves again by continuing to get infected. Um, you know, I think, I think, you know, you want the, you want the teams that are, that are the best that, that are the, you want the best teams in the playoffs. So, um, you know, obviously, you know, the, the schedule is so unbalanced that it's, you know, the regular season doesn't mean what it normally would, you know, comparing points, um, is difficult. Um, you know, whether the supporter shield, you know, sort of makes sense in a world where the East Coast, the Eastern Conference never played the Western Conference at all effectively. Um, but, you know, I think, I think I like what MLS has done in you get as much of the regular season in as you can, and then you expand the set of teams into the playoffs and sort of give everyone a fair chance. And then you recognize that any single elimination tournament is going to be a little random. Um, you know, whoever wins this tournament will have been lucky, um, but 
you know, will also deserve their star uh, because 2020 was a was a crazy year for everybody. And, um, you know, if you get through it, you get through it. So, you know, anyway, every every sporting competition is like that. It's a mixture of merit and hard work and the luck of the bounce. Um, so this will be this will be no different. So, you know, I don't know. I think, you know, if you're a Colorado fan, you already had to miss six games that you would have liked to see. Should you therefore, you know, be excluded completely from the playoffs? I mean, it'd be one thing if they had five games, you know, and then won two points per game, then can you see them number one? Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah. you know, but, you know, 18 versus 23, I think, I think doing it by points per game is pretty reasonable. Um, you know, if you were going to try to really adjust it, you try to take strength of schedule into account. Um, and, you know, good luck doing that. You know, yeah, so, yeah, then the whole thing, a lot gets, uh, you know, gets and a if lot you, more if complicated. You know, and I'm, I'm just glad they didn't just automatically seed LAFC first, you know, because, again, there's obviously, you know, in the eyes of many of the na- national commentators, you know, they're the best team, so why shouldn't they be first? Um, oh, yeah, if did uh, my favorite uh, thing uh, that happened this weekend that proved this is you have Philadelphia Union who won the Supporter Shield, which by itself is already funny um, uh, because Toronto Toronto FC was the team that were like that were like their coach was like their coach Greg Vanny comes out and he's like they're like why are you not awarding it um, and then Toronto ends up choking and losing it. They didn't deserve. I mean they they spent. They spent most of their season playing against Vancouver and Montreal, who were both garbage. Um, so they didn't deserve. It. So that's that's great. And Philadelphia gets their first trophy ever. Um, so good for them. Uh, uh, it'll be good for them when their trophy actually arrives. Uh, I'm not not sure if you saw that they were using like a makeshift supporter shield that was made out of uh, Captain America. Shield because since there is a shipping delay, um, okay, getting it from LA, which, which is just like re- really like like this, these are pro a pro sport team is getting um is getting messed up um, by shipping. I mean, post office is in shambles right now, but really, no one had, no one could have flown it in over. Um, uh, but uh, on the day that Philadelphia wins the Supporter Shield, MLS Instagram posts two pictures of uh, Philadelphia for Philadelphia and the Supporter Shield. They post, th- but they post three pictures for Diego Rossi winning the MLS Golden Boot um, with 14 goals this year, which is even more of a joke since of how how uh, short the season was um, this year. Um, if that doesn't tell you how much they love Elvis, yeah, I, I don't know um, what else, what will. Um, and unfortunately, we're gonna, we'll get more into the preview in a second, but they put our game, they put our game on, on um, ESPN. So it means we're going to have to listen to uh, Taylor Twelman uh, this entire game. So 
seems like, or or it would just be on mute. We'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when you come to Turn your sound down and your radio up, I guess, is the harder to do in the internet streaming era. Yep. Uh, so, so anyway, let's move on to the game against the other um, LA team, against the LA Galaxy. Um, two, uh, we had a start for Ethan um, uh, Doblo, Doppelair. Doppelair, however we were going to say he was it. That's close enough. Um, Jimmy Madronda also made his first appearance in this game. Um, but um, a lot of rotation from the game in Colorado um, uh, for, for the Sounders. Uh, uh, little insulting to the Galaxy. Um, what did you think about the the lineup of uh, like we still had uh, Ladero and Roy Diaz, but Morris, Rodon, Yamar, Paolo, um, all these players on the bench. Yeah, so hard to know whether it was Spencer trying to you know shake up his his starters and make them feel the pressure, or whether it was about you know giving the the new young people some experience. Um, you know, and again, the Sounders sort of seeming like they're having having trouble, uh, you know, coming out of the gate and getting that uh, and getting that first goal. And, you know, if it, you know, if we if we get it, then we seem to be OK. But if we don't get it, then we have this bad habit of eventually uh, losing focus a little bit and letting the other team sneak in a goal, um, which is, seems like what happened this time with the experienced um, Chicharito coming in and uh, punishing us. Yeah, um, and, and also going about the lineup in this game, um, so no Svensson in this game at all. Um, at the end of the – when he got taken, uh, um, a lot of displeasure um, he showed when he was taken out of the of the game in Colorado. Right, and they, they did list him as, as injured with a, with a hip contusion, but I don't know to what extent that yeah. was, you know, just sort of I mean, more he, a. He like threw a water bottle. He like he like threw a water bottle at Schmetzer in the Colorado game. So it seems like he was frustrated. But it, uh, also, he didn't even play. He didn't play in the game against San Jose either. So he might be injured now. But it seems like he was also right. He, he definitely was on the injured list. But obviously, it's hard to know. Um, you know, again, how much he was mad at himself. In that San Jose game, you know, maybe he, um, maybe he had a knock even at that point. Um, yeah, hard to know what's going on. You know, obviously keeping your team motivated, um, especially going into a playoff a playoff setting like this, where, um, you know, it's hard to know how important seeding is. You know, the 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 nature of home field advantage um, in in our quarantine world, you know, means that it's less you know, less important to have the number one seed than it would be if you've got 60,000 fans who want to buy tickets and see the game. Um, you know, we're all going to be watching it on, you know, on our computers anyway. So um, that may mean Schmetzer feels like he has a different, uh, a different set of incentives as far as how much he cares about coming in first versus making sure his squad is set up and his players are motivated. And um, so we have a little bit of, of a break before the, before the playoffs start, 
still unclear since we were talking about Smetson, we still don't know what's the deal with if he or um, uh, Javier Ariaga um, are getting called up. Raul did okay, get so called up. He did just leave and he left. He'll be back though. Um, the other ones who are uh, who who did not who have not tested positive for it, they would be in quarantine if they were to go. So maybe Svensson being injured will actually keep him here. Um, but do you have some other insight on that? I have not heard anything about. I don't really know what games those, uh, you know, Ecuador and Sweden are playing. Um, so I don't know. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a sense of how much they're needed. You know, I guess, um, you know, sort of which is better, the long layoff or, you know, the traveling. But you know, but the you know, but the games. Uh, you know, I guess the the key thing is having everyone back and motivated, maybe it also helps that we, you know, I know you were saying you were a little unhappy that we had the 24th date, but it does mean a couple of extra days to get back from the international duty and recover uh, yeah, for those players. I, I mean, I, I, I am very happy that I'm, I'm very happy that no MOS players got called into, um, uh, got the called in games. to the U.S. game. Um, so thanks, Greg Berhalter, for that. Um, and I mean, like in some cases, we're lucky that Rahul did get COVID-19 because um, the way it's being reported now is both Diego Rossi and Brian Rodriguez, they would be in quarantine because they got called up for their games for um, Uruguay. Um, uh, but it's obviously not certain that Raul would be would be immune and has antibodies. You know, I don't know how they determine that. They might make him be in quarantine yeah. anyway. I, uh, um, from what I've read so far, it seems like he'll be back. But honestly, if I were if I were both teams, I I mean, it, I wouldn't. Um, I feel like there should be more of a way for you to say no um, to being called up. Um, uh, I like. I wish that the Sounders could just say no for this time. Um, it may be much happier. Right, but obviously, you know, both teams are real teams, and these, you know, these are things that are important to the players. So it's easy to say, you know, why would you, uh, you know, why would you go to this event? But you know, the point is, these are, you know, they take it seriously. They they want to do a good job for their country team, and um, and not just for the Sounders. And uh, so, so going back into the game against LA, um, so they're early in the game, um, Ethan Dobler put a ball in and uh, Sounders have a clear shot for a penalty. This is a penalty. Um, at first, I didn't know um, that it happened because watching on Unimas, the commentators spent the majority of the game just talking about Chicharito. Um, they did not, I don't think they, I still would say now that they're not aware that there was a penalty shout, but this is a penalty. Yeah, it's a little hard to see how VAR doesn't give this penalty. I mean, I guess I can see the referee not wanting to give it um, if he didn't really have a clear view of the offhand, um, but it did seem like a clear, a clear example. You know, I don't know, does the defender get credit for kind of trying to get his arm out of the way or... Or, you know, I guess is this, is this the example of why good defenders put their hands behind their back so they won't be in the position he was in? 
Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's unfortunate for the defender, but this is, he made himself bigger. Um, it might've been accidentally, but it's still, it's a penalty. Um, VAR, VAR could have redeemed, um, uh, itself later in the second half. Um, when Rahul was taken down, this is also a penalty. Rahul gets kicked in the back. This is a penalty. Um, and that should have been called. Um, uh, yeah, and I, did, I don't know if there was any any discussion after that, you know, if, if Pro made any kind of a statement about why, uh, why neither of those were given. Um, unfortunately, yeah. Uh, and then Chicharito, he, 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 he broke the deadlock. Um, and then since MOS loves everything LA teams, uh, posted his nutmeg like a thousand times. Um, but then, uh, then fortunately the Sounders gave it their full 94. And, uh, and, uh, Rahul finishing it off, uh, putting it in. Um, I just have to ask you one more thing about Chitarito. Like MOS made one article, um, recently, I can't remember which analyst who said, like behind Beckham, or that that uh, or it might have I can't it, it might have actually said that Chicharito was a bigger signing for MOS than Beckham, um, and everyone else, and that includes Wayne Rudy or Slatan um, Ibrahimovic. Well, I mean, I think the the way to think about that is where where are MLS's fans going to come from, you know? And so I think a big concern for the league is getting people who are interested in soccer but are more interested in world soccer than American soccer to to think of MLS as a real league. So you know, Beckham brought in a bunch of fans to the Premier League to become MLS fans, and if Chicharito can can do the same thing for fans of Liga MX, you know, to make them think of MLS as a real league where they go to watch the players they already know about. You know, I think that's a good thing. You know, obviously, somebody like Jordan Morris coming in also helps MLS, but the people who know Jordan Morris's name are, you know, people who know American soccer already. You know, so they're, you know, Jordan Morris is not going to bring uh, a big influx of new fans caring about MLS who didn't already care about MLS. You know, but maybe if he can be... The, players like when Beckham comes in, people, um, uh, Beckham was coming in still came in still playing very, very well. Chicharito for the past three, four years has not been playing good soccer. And there's a reason why um, when you look but at again, the Mexican a, when you look at the, when the, you wait, hold on, hold on. When you yeah. look at the Mexican national team, he's like the eighth forward on the list. Because um, uh, uh, you got um, of, of, but but there's a there's a reason Beckham left the Premier League also. You know, he'd lost a step. He wasn't the you know, he wasn't tearing up the Premier League. So the point is he still had a lot of skills. He was somebody who could, you know, do really well in MLS. So Chicharito hasn't done it yet, but if he plays four more years and, you know, nutmegs a lot more people, then then it will have been the right trade-off. You know, it's obviously also possible that he'll do, you know, what some other you know, European imports have done in MLS, which is, you know, go nowhere and not put the work in, in which case you'll be totally right. But, you know, give him a chance. He could, um, you know, he could turn out to be, um, you know, a good source of highlights for 
you know, for MLS beyond what he did in 15 minutes in this game, he could he could be a good source of highlights for MLS for the next year or two. At this we'll point, is, at this point, if I'm the NA Galaxy, um, I would sell him. I I mean, they're gonna. Uh, well, but who would buy it? At this point, do it. Uh, um, uh, that's the problem. They're not gonna get anyone new. Right. So you know, I, I think instead However, you, you bring him, you bring him to training camp, and you hope he, you hope he recovers from whatever, you know, situation he's in, and gets better. They just have to do a complete rebuild. Um, they're gonna lose Christian. I mean, Christian Pavon is their best player right now. They're gonna lose him since um, Boca Juniors have said that we're not signing. They want like twenty million dollars for him, which the LA Galaxy will not be paying. Um, you know, so they have to they have to follow the traditional but, LA playbook and either find players who want to appear in movies or players with family members who want to appear in movies. You know, get them to move to LA and you know go from there. Um. Anyway, we'll move on from that game, but it felt so good um, when that final goal gave, uh, goal went in um, gave LA no chance at the playoffs. Final game of the season. Um, lineup looks pretty similar to last year's playoff games, except for, of course, Yamar, Paolo, uh, and, and, and Paolo. Um, but I say that because, um, this will, because like those playoff games, Jones started, um, at, uh, in the midfield, um, Sounders uh, first half is scoreless. Thought it was going to be another boring San Jose game. Um, but second half, wake up. Ladero scores one. Um, uh, Rodia scores one. Morris scores one. Then there's an own goal. Um, unfortunately, Roy Diaz didn't get the hat trick he needed um, to win Golden Boot. Um, but uh, still a good result. All the stars. Or firing. I don't know. I do. I, I, I was like, why are you looking sad, Morris, when he puts in the cross and goes in for an own goal? It's, a, it's still a goal. Um, says they get, um, uh, says they did score one. Um, they did score one goal um, on that short corner which, kick goal. Yeah. Um, which was, um, a good finish. It just barely snuck in. Um, Stephen Fry will probably wish he did a little better. Um, but what did you think of this game and what lineup do you expect or do you think is our best lineup at the moment going into the playoffs? Um, I'm still not convinced about Joven Jones. You know, so I think, um, you know, I hope we'll have Sensen back. Um, you know, obviously the the question of um, you know I know you're not convinced about Ariaga. Um, I think Ariaga and Yamar are our best central pairing. Um, and you know, I guess Brad Smith is another option that we may or may, ha- may, or may not have. Well, he's still been um, he's been injured recently, so hopefully we at least get him on the bench. I'd be very surprised if Newhu does not start. Um, the, right, the, and so you know, as I said before, I think Duhu and Morris you know, still on. have still have learning to do, but I think they're still our best our best combination there. Um, you know, so I think I would um, say Kelvin Neard Kelvin Neardum is definitely going to start. Um, 
I would I would say that um, um, Ariaga and Yamar. Um, I I agree. I think they should start. Um, Kelvin nice Neard up. Kelvin coming on strong, but I think Kelvin, that, that is more. Yeah, yeah, Kelvin, yeah, Kelvin can only worry about playing sixty minutes than than that he's. You know, Roldan is. I don't think Roldan has fully made a case that he should be starting, but it's good to have two. I think two he's getting there. pretty close. I mean, Kelvin Neardam has looked um, really slow, um, and I feel like he's been struggling to like stay on his man, um, and that's where our goals have been, people have been finding success on us recently. Um, so, and with Alex Roldan. We know that he's going to keep running. He knows he he has to use his speed. So that's why I've been very impressed with him recently. Um, in saying that, Kelvin Neardham is going to start. Um, but hopefully they give Alex Rodon more minutes from that. Um, I will say I think Svensson, I'm guessing uh, it's hard to know if Svensson will be available. Um um, if if Svensson and Ariaga um, are not available, what do you think our lineup looks like? Do you think Delem comes in? Do you think Torres comes in? Um, any chance that yeah, Torres I mean, so, starts you know, or is it Torres is a you know Torres is a great a great playoff option. You know either if we need him as central defender or if we need him as a Will Bruin substitute at the end. Um, you know so um, you know I think it depends. I think. Um, yeah, I mean, again, I think it's good to have those options. Delem can obviously step in for uh, for Svensson. You know, he'll I think he'll be the first option there. Um, if we need just a steady defensive midfield presence. presence. Um, so, I mean, again, I think it's sort of clear who our first choice team is, and it's also clear that, you know, Svensson, ha- I mean, that Schmetzer has uh, five good options as subs and, you know, and options if there are players who are quarantining. So that game uh, against LAFC Tuesday on the twenty fourth, um, we we'll, we should know we'll know our opponent. Uh, we would uh, yeah we we'll, we will know who's going forward to side the bracket. Um, the winner Who of our game will play the will play Portland or um, FC Dallas. Is is the game on the other side. Um, the road to the cup is um, is going to be an interesting one. This one, no score predictions for the playoffs, just like last year. Um, it's great to talk to you, Dave Mamoudis, and uh, we'll talk uh, after that game against NAFC. Thank you. Thank you. Good to talk to you as well. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks to Dave Mamoudis again. And for the game against LAFC, first round of the 2020 playoffs, remember to keep your scarves up.